0: Hi, this is Eric Fiorello and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 3rd of September 2018 and as we always do and as we're talking about more and more, um, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth and repeat after me, I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable. Why? Using those three verses for 28 days will start changing your subconscious mind. And um, we have Adam Davis coming in. We're welcoming him to the Motivation Muscle family today. And we we will probably hit upon a little bit of that, of that too. But I don't want to get ahead of myself right now. But you know what I'm doing internally, building the inside out. We've talked about it. We had a big show with Paul Firepower Gray on, and this today was awesome. It was called Blow Torch Your Mind. Um, just the way to start thinking, the way to override all this negativity you've been collecting, like all of us, for decades, some of us. Um, and we'll probably hit maybe a little bit during this show with Adam. Um, also go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Um, Winners and Champions, Inc. is our premier product right now. That's 14 modules, which we do here at the FBC Steel and Stone Yard. You know, not all at once, obviously, but there is a lifetime of work on those modules. They're all spoken. I talk through each one. Each one is close to a half an hour long. There is a wealth of knowledge on there, believe me. So go out and check that out. Also, in FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Go out to our Prosperity Conscious page. That is the intention of investing in two companies here. I didn't start one. I started two. All right? So you have Fiorella Barbell Company, which basically is the mothership. That is the blog, the products, et cetera, et cetera, and then Motivation Muscle, um, which is, I think, the greatest podcast out there, which is going to get bigger and bigger. This is just feedback I'm getting. Besides the way I think about it, uh, we have close to a thousand, I think it's 973 podcasts. Our four-year anniversary will be the 27th of this month. It's incredible because the statistics just on podcasting, most podcasts don't make one month. One month, okay? We're up four years. It's just incredible. Um, Also, too don't forget about like I said, the donations are twenty five fifty and one hundred you get something free with each one, and you're investing in two companies that have done so much good and will keep doing more and more and it's really got a presence out in the strength community among everything it's not just people that lift stones that are coming in here uh, we have group uh the youngest one the youngest uh, person I know that's ever I've talked to, gotten back to me, was seven years old, and the oldest person was 83, who, when she told me that she listens to us when she walks, she goes, I don't really understand anything you're hardly talking about, but she goes, I love the way you're so powered up all the time how much you enjoy what you do she goes that encourages me so that's the great thing about when you can help people out especially when we can keep our reach getting bigger and bigger and bigger also too as i said com slash category slash podcast go out and look at our 973 out there Adam now's in here. We'll have him out there. It just grows and grows and grows. Also, sign up for my free newsletter at motivationandmuscle.com. It um, goes right to my MailChimp account, and anytime we put out content, it'll be in your inbox, and we put tons of it out when we do it. Also, too, another thing where we want you to invest at motivationmuscle.com come on in and advertise with us. It's very reasonable. You get the shows read in the beginning and the end of the show, obviously. And we'll work together. I'm going to be here for another 30 years. Let's go out and make each other some money. And I'm doing this offer right now. If you come in here and you bring a friend in here who owns a company who's very legit, you'll get a free month from me. And that's a pretty good deal, let me tell you. So you really get a two-for-one. But as I said... We have a reputation, and I believe anybody that would bring friends of theirs in the business, and it doesn't have to be physical culture. You know you know how we get into sleep, we're going to get into food today, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter. If you're a legitimate company and you want to really do something, my phone number is right on motivationmuscle.com. I don't do emails or anything like that. I believe it's a sign of respect to speak to people, and I do believe that's something we're losing more and more every day here. But that's yet to be proven totally, but I'm just a guy that likes to talk, and that's why I do this stuff. Um, Also, our YouTube channel, uh, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. As I always talk about, I love bringing new people in here. Welcoming, welcoming them to the Motivation and Muscle family and, obviously, the Fiorello Barbell Company family. And we have Adam Davis. Now, Adam is a local gentleman. He doesn't live far from me in proximity, and he owns a business. And we are building another piece here of M&M and FBC where we want to get more and more involved in the community. We're involved in muscular dystrophy, obviously, because, you know, my brother died from it. So we want alliances. We want more people coming here to train at my home, et cetera, et cetera. So when I saw they had done an article in the, in the local paper here called the Times Union in the business section, And I read it, I was like, damn, that guy is right in my neck of the woods. I said, I've got to reach out to him and get him in here. So with that in mind, I'm going to introduce Adam to you. Number one, he is the founder and owner of Food Therapy, three years in the business. He's a CrossFit and strength athlete, and he's a chef. And it's funny how we all end up where we do. His degree, my degree, totally different than what we're doing, but obviously, you can never go wrong with a degree, and it will come to light at some point or another. Adam, um, it's an honor, welcome to the M&M family, and thank you for coming in, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me, Eric, I really appreciate it.
0: Well, you're welcome. Um, anything I missed, I mean, I know we talked about this before we came on, websites, anything that's pertinent to what you're doing right now, food therapy, put it all out, and we'll start today.
1: Yeah, well, uh, uh, Food Therapy is a meal delivery service here in the Capital Region. Uh, You can check us out at foodtherapymeals.com if anyone's interested. Uh, We're very available to people as far as reaching out with any kind of questions, comments, concerns. And uh, our goal is to kind of help people save time and energy. Uh, So we make pre-prepared meals to help you out and uh, let you get back to doing what you love doing. I I think that's great because
0: um, you know from just training and stuff, Um, you know, when you're, when you're done training, I mean, some people I know can't eat right away, but I can, it's like, yep, I can make a protein drink and stuff, but I want to eat something real solid too. And, um, I believe in a lot of ways, um, and I was guilty of it too, for a while. We got, I got away from whole foods. I mean, I've been eating organic for 20 years. I mean, we were doing things when it wasn't fashionable, and people are like, ah, that's all quackery, this, that, and the other thing, you know, raw milk, everything. It, it all is what you want. I'm just talking about what I've been doing for years now. Um, and now to see it all come to light, I'm very happy about it, but you see, you talk to people, and they act like it's a new discovery. It's been there a long time, but the good thing about this is you brought it to the forefront with what you're doing. And that is where everybody wins, because you need people that are excited about what they do, they're going, they're, you know, now they're entering the entrepreneurship world, and it's a whole different lifestyle. So, the first question, and, and you can respond to any of that, but I want to ask you this, and we can follow up with the response to this, if you'd like. When you were younger, because we all talk about, you know, why we started working out, you know... I had a brother that had muscular dystrophy that was wheelchair-bound, which was the main reason that's what started the whole thing off, because when you're a 10-year-old kid, you have a fear that, can I get that, even though your parents assure you you can't. And then, obviously, um, Jimmy didn't live very long. He passed away, um, but he was he, he's like nobody I've ever met, always a smile on his face, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing between Jimmy who both of these businesses are dedicated to. The other factor in my life was the Incredible Hulk. And I'll tell you why, and we'll go right to you. I was in the comic book store one day, 10 years old. And I see this cover of a comic book, and it's this big green beast. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I grab this thing, and it's called The Incredible Hulk. And I watched cartoons and stuff, but I never really saw it on the cartoons. And I see this thing, and the first thing that comes in my mind is if I can get as strong as the Hulk, muscular dystrophy or nothing else will ever touch me. So that's where it's ridden from forever. It still is to today. So if there was ever a defining in your moment in your life as far as for physically entrepreneurship, and I know we're talking young guys here. I know guys that they're seven, eight years old that kind of knew where they wanted to go. Is there anything that um, grabbed your attention that got you propelled to say where you are right now?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I started kind of exercising and kind of getting into that that lifestyle a little bit when I was in high school. You yeah. know, I played um, high school rugby. And so that kind of involved a lot of conditioning work running around some strength lifting. And, uh, you know, I got, I went to college, got a little yep. bit older, uh, kind of fell out of that routine and then kind of rediscovered it, um, back in those college days as well when I just had a lot more free time. And I was like, you know what? I should probably get better at running because going up these stairs and getting out of breath is not great. <laughs> no, no, not and, at all. Uh, so ever since then, I kind of just like pushed myself a little bit farther just to kind of improve day by day. And, um, I think when I, I discovered CrossFit, it kind of opened up a whole new, like, area for me because yep. one thing I appreciate about that kind of fitness uh, style, I'll say, is that there's so many areas of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, you have uh, gymnastics, Olympic weightlifting, strength strengthlifting, me- uh, metabolic conditioning, and you always have something you can work on. And I'm a guy who really likes to do a lot of research and a lot of know, know like, the why behind something. Yep. So it was just a, a very deep pool to kind of dive into. And so I, I can easily say I have not figured it all out yet. So that's what I always kind of like I appreciate about it is that I'm not, you know, perfect. I'm, I'm not an expert on anything yet. And so it kind of allows me to keep going and, and pushing myself to learn something new each day. And then just kind of see the progress that you can make over, you know, years of kind of dedication, because it's really that consistency that builds results. You know, people really want uh, that kind of that workout that they can do for eight minutes and then have a six pack, right. Or, yeah. you know, they want to be able to run a, a five minute mile in a week. And it's just like, yeah, it's not really about that. And so for me, it's really like that, that diligence of training, uh, kind of almost brought me to a very like meditative state, you know, where you can kind of focus in on your body and having that mind body connection yep. uh, that I really appreciate it. And it allowed me to kind of step back from a lot of the other stresses in my life. And it still does today. I mean, I go a little bit without working out and I get a little antsy, you know. You to, you yeah, I, I know the feeling. Um
0: I get miserable. Yeah. To be honest with you and um see I don't I don't know um it's it's really a double-edged sword. Um you know, I can, you and I both know from being entrepreneurs and everything else you've got a billion things tugging at you and you can dedicate yourself to doing this this and this. It's different with weightlifting stone lifting crossfit whatever you're doing um that's something i've got to have all the time i can't just you know it's hard for me to park the business too because i'm always thinking about creating this and that but i've got to have i got to have that outlet because if i don't I'll, i'll go bananas and um um I love. It's a different thing than than what you're doing, like right here. Um, similarities, yes, in some ways. Like yesterday, it was viciously hot out in the back. I couldn't wait to get out there, and you know, I'm out there stone lifting where um, the 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 chalk is caking up on your forearms because you're so sweaty, and usually tacky is a no no and stone lifting, but uh, the only time I use tacky is when it's super hot because you don't want something falling and hitting you in the shin or the foot, and then you're done for a long time. But I will tell you this. It was so hot out there the tacky wouldn't even adhere to the stones or my skin. It would, like, that would get hard, and it would try to fall off. So the idea yesterday, like with a lot of things, you have to be very smart what you do. So it was an idea of backing off a lot of poundage because it still allowed me to do what I wanted to do. And at the same time, um, it allows me when I'm working out to, I can, I can think and still walk with a stone and say, okay, uh, three days from now, according to the weather, if you believe that it's supposed to be cooling down by the end of the week. And to me, that is like, um, that, that's a stone lifter's paradise then, besides everything else. So this is, this is the thing. Um, guys like you and I and all the other people on this show have one big thing in common. We have to train.
1: Go ahead. Uh, um, comment on any of that. Yeah, I mean, like, I think everybody has a certain, uh, at least I like to kind of equate it, because uh, a while back I, I got really into meditation and mindfulness. Yeah. And so that's where I kind of equated to. And I remember very distinctly, like, the first couple, like, CrossFit workouts that I did where it just kind of, like, left me on my ass and just, like, really hard. And just focusing on my breath was, like, the only thing I could really, like, pay attention to. And that's kind of really what that whole lifestyle is about, right, that mind-body connection. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of go through, right? And as you're kind of describing, it's like, I need to get out here to do this because I need to kind of reconnect with myself. And I really do you know, feel my body and like, you know, you, you feel every muscle fiber that's working, you know, you feel every, every joint that's moving. And it's just that great perception that kind of gives you, um, a better perspective on life. You know, it's kind of like you're able to focus on a different level and, uh, yeah. Well,
0: and, and the thing is too, is, you know, I if you really understand, you know, we call it here physical culture, totally, because it is a lifestyle, totally. It's not just lifting weights. It's just not the whole mental approach. It's just not being spiritual about life. You have to have all three. And if you don't, you might get away with one for a while, but sooner or later, you're going to suffer. And you're going to have to go out and discover the other two if you're not using them. And what I think more than anything, weight training of any sort, whether, you know, you're lifting weights, you're lifting sandbags, you're lifting stones, you're crossfitting, you're Olympic lifting. I mean, we could go in a, you want a basque stone lift. It, it, it doesn't matter, all right? What matters is once you can do these things, and this takes a lifetime, you're never, no, none of us are ever going to learn everything we need to know, say, about an Olympic lift, you know, um, a snatch, whatever. All right. But the thing is we go out and we better ourselves every time. And when you do things like that, you carry it across the board. So your personal life is going to be better. Your relationships are going to be better. Your business is going to be better. Whether you own it or you work somebody, you want to strive to be better, learn more, get more, And this is what I think is the biggest draw from physical culture. You know, I I, I deal with a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people on the outside. You know, you meet people, and this is what I love to do. This is what I love to do for my living, among many things. And you talk to people, and they'll say, well, you know, uh, I'm very down. Nothing seems to be right and all that. And I'll say to them, point blank, do you work out? Well, yeah, you know, but it's always like the what, but, if, and, sure, whatever. And I say to them, you want to get rid of – I mean, unless it's something medically. You know, I'm not a doctor. But most people, a lot of the stuff they're suffering from, in my opinion, is self-induced. And I'll say to them, well, why don't you just go over to a park and maybe do a few sprints? Or if you're not in real good shape, you know, just – Walk. I mean, I, I mean, you're only going to get so far walking. Or, you know, they used to make heavy hands, or you use small little weights in each hand, and you know, simulate, simulate cross-country skiing. I don't know what levels are on, but there's something you can always do. That's my point. All right, and you'd be surprised there'd be a lot less people suffering the woe is me vibe, you know, if they were doing something like that. Go ahead and take it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, uh, there's always like a scaled level that you can kind of go to. And I think, uh, just in the general population, a lot of people, if they're kind of starting from nothing, get really intimidated. Because, yep. you know, like, what, what's on Instagram, what's on the internet, what's on TV or like the, the best of the best, right. The people that want to show off. Yep. Well, they don't realize that you kind got to have to start somewhere. And, uh, I always kind of think of my, uh, my father actually never was like an athlete at all. Like didn't really participating in sports growing up, had a desk job most of his life. And uh, a couple years ago, I convinced him to go start seeing a personal trainer and he couldn't do a sit-up, you know, and he kind of like blew his mind where he was like, oh man, I'm not in good shape. And he worked with him a lot. And now he's training to go to a national powerlifting meet. Um, No kid, Oh, that's awesome, man. And so he's looking to kind of break a New York state record for his age group too. So it's kind of like he kind of found this kind of power within him, and like this just kind of natural skill that he's kind of had but you know you look at him from 2 years ago couldn't do a sit up right and it's just kind of like the the he had to start somewhere and now he's all the way to where he is now and you know he's he's going to be 69 here soon so it's not like he's any spring chicken no and you know it's great
0: just by that story on its own i love to hear people say well it's too late well there's an instance of it's not too late you know what you believe and I say that's my first, number one on my standards, belief. When everything else is burning down around you, when friends have turned their back on you, when family members tell you, well, you're wasting your time or your money or whatever, it's that solid, diehard belief that's going to get you to where you want to go no matter what it is. And congratulations to your father. I mean, that that's a story in itself where... Those are the things, in my opinion, that should be talked about. Those are the things that matter whether, you know, other, you know, I don't care what color your lipstick is, all right? I really don't. But when I hear about a gentleman that couldn't do a sit-up, now he's going in a powerlifting meet at 69 years of age. That's something kids need to hear. That's some, That's a process. That's why we're doing what we do here, Adam. Our, our mission, as I told you offline, is to be – A national radio show. I've said that to people and they've laughed at me. I say, keep laughing. Keep laughing. You'll see. And that's the thing. These are the things that happen that people... What we want to do is involve everyone. You don't have to lift a 400-pound stone like me. You don't have to be an Olympic lifter like you. Among the other things you're into. Alright? You don't have to be any of that. But what you need to do is to be the best that you can be. Maybe all you want to do is be able to walk 20 blocks without being winded. And I know most people, 20, well, maybe that's a goal. Maybe that's a worthy goal. Maybe you want to be able to finally get back to skiing or you want to lose that 25 pounds around your waist. All worthy things. But what we do here is we want to offer something for everybody, and that's where we're going to move into right now. This story of food therapy is very interesting. Let's trace your lineage back to Siena and how you went from a biology major, obviously a chef, and you got learning about food and doing different things, obviously the training, you would prepare food in response to those days that were coming up. So let's start right there. Let's start right with Siena or if there's something earlier than that. What propelled you from that major, and then suddenly now you're like a lot of us—we're not even doing our major anymore. So let's ha- let's—I ha- let- I can't wait to hear this story. Take it away, my friend.
1: Yeah, so um, so I went to Siena, uh, graduated with a degree in biology and a minor in environmental science, and uh, I think the foundation that I kind of gained there definitely was a certain set of uh, diligence and like research that yep. I was able to kind of you know perfect. And so I had worked in restaurants uh, throughout my college kind of career. You know, as just like a job to kind of have. And uh, I myself always had a kind of a passion for cooking, love food. You know, I don't understand people that don't. (laughs) And um, So after I graduated, I continued to kind of work in restaurants here and there. And um, I had started doing uh, meal prep for myself about four years ago, and I kind of saw just a huge turnaround in the amount of nutrition that I was able to kind of have. You know, I was just my meals became healthier. They became properly portioned. Um, they were delicious as well. And then on top of it, I just saved so much time throughout my week. So I kind of started adding up the hours that I was in the gym and I was going maybe two to three hours at a day. five days a week and I was like wow that you know that's 10 to 15 hours a week on top of you know working 40 hours a week that's that's a lot of time commitment right and so I was able to kind of get that time back and kind of also you know lose weight feel better just like overall such a great experience and uh Just from like the contacts that I had in kind of like the the CrossFit community and like the different gyms around here, there just wasn't an opportunity for like a business like food therapy, you know, there was no meal delivery service out there. And so I kind of started with that idea of just trying to save people time and energy because, you know, giving somebody a meal, I think is one of the best gifts you can kind of give, you know, like you put a lot of thought and care into preparing something for somebody. And not only is that just a great thing to do, but, like, just to also say to someone, like, hey, you can now spend time with your kids. You yeah. know, like, hey, your health is going to be better. And even in, like, the first couple of years, like, I met some amazing people that uh, I'm forever thankful to all of our customers for kind of helping support food therapy to where it is today. But, like, there is a guy who, who said to me, like, you know, I used to do my own meal prep on Sunday, and it would take me eight hours. And now I started ordering with you, and I got to spend the first Sunday in months with my daughter. Yeah, and yeah. we just went out, and we just hung out all day, and it was amazing. You know, we have had people lose a bunch of weight because all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, this just fits into my diet so well. It just helps me stay on track when things get really crazy and hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have uh, we had a woman who uh, was a diabetic, and she started taking less insulin because yeah. it just like – Improving her nutrition in all those kind of ways just kind of helped her so much. So it's kind of like that kind of first year of kind of seeing that feedback getting from people just kind of solidified the idea that, you know, we're going in a good direction, right? And kind of staying true to, you know, what's the most important part about this is that people are ordering food, people are liking it, and, you know, they're coming back for more. And I think that's what's really tough for some people when they're starting a business because, one, it's really difficult to kind of come up with a great idea, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're few and far between. But second of all, like there's a lot of time in between there where, you know, you're not hearing back from people or, you know, it's not going as as what you want. And so you kind of have to fight a lot of negative thoughts. And so it's kind of like that diligent and diligence of trying to push through those times, but also focusing on the positive that really kind of helped motivate us to kind of keep building and growing uh, to where we are today. So it started with me kind of cooking all by myself, doing everything and delivering to just one gym. And then we added another, another, and now we're up to eight, soon to be nine gyms actually in the next couple of weeks, Uh, having a big uh, home delivery kind of set up and then having several different employees working with me. So it's kind of just like, it's grown into an operation that I would have laughed at myself. Like if I, if I said when I started this, hey, this is where you're going to be in three years, I, I would have laughed. I was just like, that's not possible. But I think it's just dealing with people and making sure that we're, we're making great food and we're providing a great service. That has kind of helped us get to where we are today.
0: Yeah, and um, we all like to advertise and this, that, and the other thing, but word of mouth is what's going to make or break you. And we know locally, especially you're a local guy with a local business, and obviously there's plenty of expansion I'm sure you can do in the in these areas. there's so many areas in the northeast um you know there's nothing there's nothing bad about having a good reputation and and I always believe that you know you treat people the way you want to be treated, and you've got something that's not out there per se, I mean, you go in different co-ops and places like that and get food, but you're not getting delivery, and obviously, there's I'm sure, I've looked at your menu and stuff, you got good, good stuff on there, and choices, and that's what people want, they want to be able to choose something they're going to like, obviously, and come back again and tell their friends, and again and again, um, I was looking at some of the stuff. Now, you're, are you using mostly organic ingredient ingredients in your food, or how are you
1: setting that up? Yeah, so we're we're definitely integrating more organic products as much as we can. It's one of those things that um, dealing with being in upstate New York too, like just finding local produce, especially local organic, can be kind of tough just to to like seasons. Uh, but fortunately, like I have a guy working for me right now as our supply manager, and he knows everything you want to know about organic farming and. Yep. He knows the right people to call to get what we need, and he's been slowly integrating more and more high quality uh, products into our into our meals. Yep. So we definitely go as organic as possible, uh, depending on the availability that we have. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I usually, you know, I go to the local co op here. Obviously, I don't do a lot of stuff with Whole Foods. Um, the place that I do most of my business when I'm going to do a lot, I go to Hawthorne Valley Farms down in Ghent. Because it's a biodynamic farm, and um, that place is out. That's where I get the raw milk and stuff. The animals are right there on the. You see them. You can drive, and when you get off, they've got so much land there, and there's so much hilly land. A lot of times, you'll see the cows just out there grazing all over the place. It's it's an excellent place, and when you eat like that. You know, some people say, "Ah, oh, there's a di- a pronounced difference." I mean, especially if you're a meat eater. I like beef, obviously, because of training. It just I have a better, I have a much higher calling for that than anything that's out there. You know, chicken. I'm not fish has got to be a certain way for me to eat it, etc. Cetera, et cetera. You know, I can remember the first time I ate a piece of grass fed beef. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, what is this stuff?" Um, it's a definite little bit of a difference from something if you go out at a local supermarket and buy it. So once you start eating like that, I mean, you're going to build not only a very powerful body, but like Adam was saying, you know, people eat the stuff and suddenly they're losing weight. You know, they're cutting all the sugars down. And when you can get rid of a lot of these cravings, not only are you going to look better, you're going to feel better. But we talked about in the beginning, working out, doing just basic things to get yourself rolling, you're going to have the ability to start doing that. Why? Well, it's not only the weight loss, it's just feeling better. It's the whole mental outlook on your life. And when you're eating foods like that, um, you're going to have that happen. Um, what If you had to pick one, what is one of the uh, meals that seems to be... Uh, a favorite of a lot of your customers.
1: You know, that I get that question like all the time and yeah. I find it the most difficult question to answer. <laughs> so we we change our menu every week. And uh so each week people are getting different stuff and I can tell you like each week there's always something good. Yeah. Um definitely one of the best sellers and something that it's a recipe that I came up with and have been cooking ever since we started is our butternut squash lasagna. Okay. It's something that I've gotten special requests for, for catering and just people being like, hey, can I just buy all of it? (laughs) You know, like, yeah. And uh, so that's definitely a good one. I know today I just had for lunch. It's on our menu. uh, It's our Cajun Jambalaya, which is just fantastic. Um, But yeah, I mean, I could go on and on. I think our salads are a huge popular hit. We make all of our own dressings in-house from scratch. So there's no preservatives, no added sugars or anything like that. Um, and they just are super delicious. So it's kind of like, depending on the week, I could give you a different answer for something like that.
0: Yeah, I figured I'd ask you anyways, because I know, you know, people like certain dishes And and well, on that note, too, I know you change the menu every week, but like, uh, now, were you guys o- were you open today on, on Labor Day, or were you closed on a day like this?
1: No, we were open. So we, okay. we had a regular kind of delivery uh, for people. Um, we, we dropped off at all of our gyms. Uh, we did our home deliveries, and we had pickup at our, our location. Okay. Um, so oh, it, so
0: not, not to interrupt you, so so what was on the menu today? What, I mean, what were you serving
1: today? All right. So we had our Cajun jambalaya was one yep. of them. Butternut okay. squash was, on, was also on there. Uh, we had an apple walnut salad uh, mm. with our kind of balsamic dressing that we make. We had a barbecue jerk chicken with mm. calypso rice, uh, a maple mustard salad as well. And uh, let's see here. What else we got? Um, we had a Salisbury steak actually with a loaded cauliflower puree, which is just. I would eat that for sure. Yeah, it's something <laughs> that, like, it's, it's amazing how good it tastes. Like, it kind of blows you away. The cauliflower puree alone like it's packed with flavor it kind of like you don't even believe that it's cauliflower you know you would swear it was mashed potatoes yeah, yeah. Um, and uh yeah so we we had a good amount of stuff on this week actually that was all, all pretty good uh there what,
0: well no and the thing is um i don't know about you you know you can make some great food at home but when you go somewhere else i don't know what it is at least with me personally it always seems to taste better, I guess. I don't know, man. It's, I, I you know, I don't want to put down my cooking cause I'm not that bad and I love the grill, but it's nice to go somewhere and just get something you like and eat it and enjoy it that much more. And that's what, you know, obviously with what you're building here, that is what you're doing with customers that are telling other customers and, I think that's a great thing. I mean, that, to me, is what it's all about. And you said it. Food, man. There's nothing. I'll tell you what. The other day, I go up to, um, it's not grass-fed. I go up to Primal in um, Stuyvesant Plaza. And I'm not getting paid either to advertise them. But I don't care. They're good guys, the ones I deal up there with. And they've got kind of like a a brisket-style uh, hamburger, You know, it's got tons of fat in it. That's the way I like to eat it. And I was just dying for a fatty hamburger. It's got bacon in it. And I think it might even have short ribs or something, the way they grind the blend. And I threw that on my Weber grill. I mean, if I had my way, I know everybody will tell you. Don't use charcoal. It's toxic. You know, I've read all kinds of things. Uh, It smells like dead bodies and all. I I don't care, man. It's like if I want to eat it, I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to worry about one hamburger. And I had it on there. And you know what it was? It was just like I wanted it really bad. And it was just so satisfying to eat. You know, I mean, just so good. No rolls, no nothing. Just ate it. I had some ketchup on it. And I enjoyed the living hell out of it. And that's what it is, that's what it's all about. You know, food is like something that not only is it good and you share it with somebody or your family, you're around having a cookout or whatever you're doing. You know, food brings people together. And and it's a great way to get everyone together and just kind of get back into each other's life again. Because I think, you know, a lot of people have forgotten about sitting down together at a dinner table and talking about their day and this that and the other thing and with what you're doing you're making life easier for people where maybe now they can start sharing their lives if they haven't been you know doing that in the last you know who knows how long and and that's why I think is so great about it um it's an opportunity to not only eat really good wholesome food but it's a great way to really um, get yourself back together in each other's pocket, so to speak. Comment on any of that if you'd like.
1: Yeah, I mean, you bring up a very good point. And I think uh, it's definitely a direction that I try to keep in mind when we kind of make up any kind of recipe is this idea that there's a, a very deep emotional connection that everyone has with food. Yep. And I think that is definitely um, – th- there's a certain disconnect, I think, when you look at health and fitness – Uh, the health and fitness industry and then, like, the restaurant industry, right? Mm -hmm. One one is catered to that very deep emotional, cultural kind of food that you kind of have, right? How many times have you watched some show about food and they talk about, oh, this dish reminds me of my childhood or something like that? And then you have, like, the health and fitness industry that says, like, oh, well, these are just the building blocks that you need to kind of survive, right? So they really strip away all of that emotional, cultural kind of connection. Yep. And that's why I feel like we need to kind of bridge that gap, right? Because if you kind of go to somebody and say, hey, you can like look exactly how you want to look and you can do all the things you want to do, but you got to eat, you know, steamed rice, broccoli, (laughs) chicken breast, and that's it. And that is not going to change anybody's opinion, right? So it's kind of just like we need to kind of show people that if you eat real food, you eat organic food, and you eat the right amount of food, it can taste amazing, and get you exactly where you want to go. And uh, that, I think, is a very key thing that we're, at least with Food Day, we're trying to bridge, right? And so that's why each of the meals that we make is always just super flavorful, and we put it through uh, also a pretty rigorous testing process before we really ever put out a dish um, just to make sure that not only is it good the day we cook it, but making sure that it's good several days after we cook it, right? Because it's the idea that, you know – you order your meals for the week. Well, if you get it on Monday by Thursday, we want to make sure it tastes just the same. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, if it doesn't taste good, then why, why even order it? You know, there's a certain set of people that are willing to kind of eat food no matter what it tastes like. But I want to cater to everybody because if we can get the person who's really picky to eat, then we're going to get everybody else. So.
0: Yeah, and that, that just shows your dedication to your craft. I mean, um, most people aren't thinking that way. They're thinking, okay – Let's sell it. If they eat it, fine. If they don't, well, you know what? They'll just have to throw it out. And I, I totally agree with it because, you know, when you're buying good quality food, it's not cheap. So when you buy it, you want to get something. Hopefully, if you got to eat a leftover even the next day, or like you said, you ordered for the week, you want to have it the same way it was when it arrived at your door. And that's not an easy task to do so you know, I applaud you for that because that obviously takes time and a lot of care. Um, tell everybody, what are you, what days are you open? Uh, what are your hours? And obviously I know that we can go out to your website to contact you, but take us through a little bit of that too.
1: Yeah. So uh, we, right now we are delivering on Mondays and Wednesdays, um, soon to kind of add some more uh, pickup days as we go forward in the next couple weeks, um, most likely Tuesday. But uh, we are open at our shop from about 9 a.m. to about 1 p.m. For people coming to pick up. But we do all of our deliveries overnight. So basically, if you are going to one of the gyms that we happen to deliver to, we have refrigeration there. It stores all of our meals, so Mm -hmm. it's not something that's kind of set up where it's sitting in a like a cooler uh, on ice or anything like that. And so it can kind of it will be there before you do. You know, all the people out there. There's people that work out at five thirty in the morning, and so we want to get there before they do because if they need the food, that's why it's got to be there. And then uh, for our home delivery, we deliver by six a.m. So it's something as well where. If, like, I always imagine as myself, uh, if I was going to order food from some company uh, and they're going to deliver, my first question is when is it going to show up? Yep. Do I have to be there? And is it going to get stolen or is it going to get warm? Yeah. And if we got to deliver overnight, then it, it reduces a lot of those problems because yep. you wake up and it's at your door, you're ready to go. Yep. Um, and it's not going to sit out in the hot sun. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, coming home just to put it in your fridge. And it's kind of all set. So we try to go with the ultimate convenience factor with a lot of our deliveries. Um, To answer your original question, Mondays and Wednesdays is when we have that stuff going out. Okay, Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, Now, where are you located? Uh, So we have our shop in Waterville, New York right now. Okay. Um, So pretty centrally located for the Capital Region. And we kind of have a pretty wide range of distribution at this point. um, All the way uh, places in Troy. Uh, We deliver home deliveries out into Schenectady. Uh, in Albany, Del Mar, um, I think uh, down into Rensselaer a little bit as well. So we kind of have a pretty wide range, and uh, we're looking to kind of move locations actually soon uh, to kind of get into a bigger facility because things have yeah. gotten pretty popular for us. And so our yeah. small shop that we're at right now is definitely not going to be suiting us into the future. Yeah, that's not a bad thing, though. That's a
0: good thing, you know, to to expand – You know, wisely, obviously, but, you know, obviously you're catching fire for sure. So that's a great thing. Um, You know, I'm going to talk a little bit down the road. Would you ever see yourself bringing your product out of New York State?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's definitely something that has a lot of potential, right? And I, I see myself as laying a lot of the foundation work right now. Yep. And uh, when it comes to expanding outside of the capital region or even outside of the state, it's kind of like, well, how would I what are the main qualities that I want to reproduce? Right. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of the success that we've seen so far has been based off of just uh, our network, you know, knowing gym owners and knowing people within the community uh, to get our name out there, build referrals in a very organic, sustainable way has been very, very important. So it's kind of like, that's why I try to treat our our relationship with our gym owners to be like really important, you know, to make sure that I'm not just showing up and just dropping food off and leaving. Like I want to help support their businesses as much as they're supporting mine. So it's kind of something where um, to go outside uh, of the state or outside of the area, it's like, okay, well we need to kind of replicate that to a certain extent. And so it's we're in the proving ground right now we 're in the sandbox to make sure we can set those that foundation pretty solid
0: yeah that's a high threshold obviously to do that um, what about you know we still you know we've got still a lot of um, business around obviously you know private entities i'm not you know obviously if you want to do business with the state you know the employees there. Um, do you do a lot with business owners that you know are entrepreneurs that are involved in all different facets of business in the uh, in this area? Are you involved with them too?
1: Yeah, so but surely we are gaining uh, a little bit more presence within, uh, I'll say, business and yeah. like by the fitness community yep. um, because like our service and our product is. is Pretty universal. Like everybody, you say to people, like, "Hey, you don't have to do dishes this week," and everyone <laughs> immediately yep. like, "Okay, just take my money." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, so slowly but surely, as we're we're kind of looking to expand, we're we're going to be opening up those opportunities because it's it's something where the problem that we're kind of facing now is just not being able to meet the demand. You know, like yeah. if everyone wanted to sign up today, I'd, I don't know if I could deliver right, and I never want to have to turn somebody away. Right. Exactly. I'm giving the best gift that I can. So you know yep. It's a good meal and it's time to spend doing what you want to do. So I don't want to disappoint anyone in that. But yeah, definitely working with the state, um, larger corporations that are around the area that have, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of employees, being able to say like, hey, I can provide food for you. Um, as I've kind of been saying to a few people, it's like we're trying to feed the capital region around here. So Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's a, that's that would be a hell of an accomplishment. But I agree with you 100 percent that. You know, you're being smart in respect to where, look, I can't say yes to everybody right now because if we do, we're going to lose our quality. And if your quality starts going down, you're going to lose people. And, and when, you, you know, you're like me and a lot of other people where you're in these building stages now. You know, you're catching fire more and more. But on the other hand, I don't like using the word caution, but you have to be – very careful in some respects to not getting over your head, and you know this kind of stuff. You're very enthused about it. You want to get people involved in it. Obviously, for a long, long time, you can end up losing your head, and you'd be in big trouble then. So that that's a great thing. I mean, you know, I, I still like the idea of anything that people do, but you know, the market's going to dictate it and where you want to go. There's nothing wrong with staying small either, because you see a lot of people they expand too quick, and the next thing you know, they're belly up, right? And and that's not something that you want to be involved in or do. Um, obviously the gyms right now, I, I remember reading a lot of it's the Crossfire, uh, or, yeah, CrossFit. I'm sorry, um, that you are bringing your meals to. Um, let me ask you this, because I was thinking about this the other
1: night. Do you do anything with kids' meals? Uh, not right now, but, you know, we, we deal with a lot of parents and a lot of teachers. Okay. I can I, – I mean I can scroll through our Instagram feed and we definitely have a few of parents with pictures of kids eating our meals And that's kind of like the one big shock that we've kind of gotten from some customers is that I gave this to my kid and they ate every single bite of it. Yeah. And I cannot get this kid to eat a carrot to save his life. And he's eating this butternut squash. You know what I mean? So uh, I definitely think the quality that we put into the meal is a little universal. You know, it it kind of like goes across age groups. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, portion size is, is another factor you have to take into account. Um, but it's definitely on our horizon. to something that I want to get into because actually when, we, when I first started uh, within the first year, I actually worked out of a school kitchen uh, out in Skodak. So okay. it's a small uh, business incubator program they had out there. And I just kind of called up the superintendent and just said, hey, I have this meal delivery service I want to start, but I need a kitchen to cook out of. And he said, yeah, come on by. And he said, you can come in here in the after hours. And uh, it kind of set the foundation for a lot of what I saw was kind of going on. Not, not to say anything bad about them, but they were using a big, um, you know, commercialized, uh, cooking company. It yep. was flying a lot of their food, but you know, everything was frozen, you know, yep. and everything was processed. and, we i would be cooking in there after school sometimes and kids would literally come up to the door and just be like hey what are you cooking can i have some of that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's something where it's like people kind of forget that kids don't necessarily they're not necessarily picky eaters they just want to eat good food yep and as long as you kind of providing that quality and that standard like they'll they'll gravitate towards it you know you just have to kind of present it to them Um, but as far as coming out with like a kid's menu or anything like that it's definitely in our works Um, totally but surely, trying to get dietitians to work with us to kind of help uh, guide us in that kind of area because as much as I would like to tell people what to eat I I feel like there's a a group of people that are registered to do that and uh, those are people we like to work with so
0: Um, because especially with kids you know we know how obesity is so rampant and, you know, type two diabetes. And I mean, it's not just not kids, but you see more of it now than you ever did. And, you know, we know about processed foods and additives and all those things. Um, and obviously the lack of exercise and more of a, um, what I want to call it more of a technical world out there for kids. You know, they're, they're more inclined for, uh, games and, and, and texting and all that, which to me is, it has its place, but there's much less emphasis now, I think, on being outside, um, activities, things of that nature. And it's not everybody, but, you know, when you see an eight, nine-year-old kid and, you know, he's pushing 150 pounds, uh, that's pretty dangerous stuff you're playing with. And, um, you know, with what you got to offer, I mean, that would be a big key to a lot of things, but obviously you can only do so much in the beginning. I mean, all of us want to do better and better and stuff, but you know, there's time, there's money, there's a lot of things involved here and you've got to have your base nice and grown and solid. Then we can tackle all those other things. So that's a good thing. What do you, what do you feel as an entrepreneur, especially if you had to give advice to somebody that's like I talked about in the beginning, on the fence, what what would what would be some of the things you would say to someone that says, "Hey, Adam, you know, I I, I want to do X, Y, Z. I feel I can do it," but what advice would you get give to somebody that really
1: wants to take a shot on themselves? Um. I, I mean, I. It's funny you say this because I've had this conversation with a couple different people, and I, it always goes with to the the length of, you got to jump in head first. Yep. Uh, a lot of it, if you are passionate about something, if you have motivation behind something, you are, and you're dedicated to seeing its success, then it's gonna work out. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started this company. I knew a fraction of what I know today, and it was something where each week I had to kind of teach myself something new, kind of build it as I go, and were there mistakes made along the way? Yes. Could I have done things better? Yes. But what really led to the success is learning from those hard times and then moving forward. There's probably several times I could have stopped, you know, and it's kind of just saying I I always whenever I had one of those hard times, I always envisioned someone else saying that I couldn't do it. And I my personality is very much of if you tell me not to do something, I'm more likely just going to do it. So uh, it's something where you kind of have to have that edge to you where it's like, hey, if you're passionate about this and you think it's really worthwhile and you're not willing to give up because you don't want to be proven wrong, then you should go for it. Mm -hmm. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't.
0: No, and I I agree with you because everything you said, I've either gone through it or I'm going through it. And um, you got to be a very tenacious beast to do things like this, because um, like a lot of us, I've put every dime into this whole business I've got. All right. So all that money I invested and saved, it's just about gone now. Um, But I'm also the belief, too, is this. But you'll have to experience this to know what I'm talking about. You can understand what I'm saying, but you have to personally experience this. And this is what it is. When you believe in what you're going to do, and I said, you know, this has happened to me. I've lost family, friends, everything due to the businesses. You know, the, the question marks, you know, why aren't you making XYZ a month? If you have this, this big name on, shouldn't you be selling that one product like crazy you got, et cetera, et cetera? I can go down a list, okay? Whether they're, um, meaningful or you meet up with a lot of people, they're just downright jealous of what you're doing are miserable about it. I don't know. I, I I don't want to say this about a lot of people, but I I do think there's a certain element in society that want to see you fail. I don't call it failure. I call them setbacks, but what happens, what's happened to me. And I've talked to other entrepreneurs that have gone through the same thing. I have, you know, we're in our fifth year where things start breaking loose now and there's things going on, especially with the show That could happen by the end of the year that will just blow the show to bits, literally, all over the place. And big time stuff. And what's going to happen to you if you're really dedicated and and you won't take no for an answer is you're going to get to a point, obviously, where you can't turn back. Like, I couldn't go back to my $82,000 a year IT job because I've outgrown that. I'm done with it mentally. Now everybody would say, "Well, you're not making." It. No, I'm not. But I plan on making tens of thousands of dollars more than eighty-two thousand. Believe me, well, that's neither here nor there. But what happens to you is you turn this corner. You're not the same. You can't do the stuff anymore. You've grown in ways that you would never grow if you were working in that business as independent as that was. That's why I liked it so much. High-pressure job. God help it, if one of those big operating systems go down, you got 15 20,000 or more people not working, that's pressure, let me tell you. But there's even more pressure, depending on how you take it and live with it, is being an entrepreneur. Because as you're building, and maybe you're not where you need to be financially, none of us are in the beginning, or could be five years down the road. But what happens to you is... I look at both businesses as like they're my own children. I would, no longer, I would no more give my kids up than give my businesses up. Now, when you're at that point, that means now, not only do you have the courage and commitment, but you're going to be as tenacious as you can be to get to where you want to be. And when you think properly, when you use your subconscious mind in the ways I've built it more and more, and every day I'm building it. You attract the people that you need to come into your life. And most people say that's impossible. No, it's not impossible. Because what you think about most, you become. And, And anybody that's ever read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, among many other great authors, but Napoleon Hill started it with Andrew Carnegie, would know I'm right on spot. So when you think like that, when you have standards, when you have practices, and no matter what happens, you'll rise up another day and take it. You're going to make it. But the thing is, you have to be persistent and not let anything stop you. I always say, Adam, only an act of God killing me is going to stop me. And when you think like that, and when you administer like that, and when you create like that... You've got a successful life, and that's all done by doing, by learning, by getting knocked down, by getting back up, by meeting new people. Like you said, you made a great comment. Um, You know, I didn't know that two years ago, three years ago. Well, I've experienced the same things, and I am now. I wish – well, no, I don't. I don't wish that. But I was going to say I wish that I knew now what I didn't know five years ago because if i knew all that i would never would have learned all this stuff and that's the importance of it encouraging people getting people to extend become extraordinary not ordinary you know not accepting no not accepting people telling them they can't do it and going out and creating and carving your own niche that's what i think life is about it's the freedom you know well you're working 80 hour yeah but i have freedom well, you're not – me. I have freedom. You don't. You're locked in a nine-to-five. I know you like that, and you got your little retirement, and that's great for you. That isn't me. It never was me when I think back now, but now I'm just doing it my own way. Go ahead and take it, Adam.
1: Yeah, I mean like the the amount of freedom that you kind of have as an entrepreneur and definitely being your own boss is, is a huge perk to a lot yep. of it. Yep. And uh, I think it's something – that i really appreciate is that teaching yourself so many different subjects becomes a huge thing right like i could even track like what i was focusing on year for year in this business where it's like the first year it was definitely like honing in on my cooking knowledge right trying to make sure that yep. i could produce the food that was going to taste the best and that was going to be the healthiest thing you know the next year it became uh expanding the operations to involve other people so that was like my management skills Uh, Became a huge factor, communicating with people and understanding how to make, how to put the right people in the right positions, and then uh, even now it's it's very much of uh, a grander scale. Like, all right, well, how do I build uh, a corporation, right? Yep. How am I going to have the people in the right, but also lead them in the direction that they kind of need to go? And it's something that, uh, like you said, like no one's going to experience it unless unless you do it. Right. Yeah. It's something where uh, if you're working a nine to five job in an office, you might not have the opportunities that I have to expand what you do on a day to day basis. Every day is a little bit different when you run your own company, right? You know, you're focusing on something different. You're trying to learn something different, and you're you're making progress towards a goal that you're passionate about. Yep. And that's that's a huge thing to kind of live with every single day. It um.
0: It's very interesting. It's, you know, I try not to look too far into the future, but there's no way I can't because as I visualize where I want to be and who I want to be around, that's the way it is. It, It gives you a whole different perspective on life. And a lot of the people and a lot of the places, maybe at one time you like to go and be around, it's not like that anymore for me. Um I've got this weighing heavy on me because I love doing it so much. And, you know, I've got competitions I want to do in stone lifting overseas. I've got, I've got enough things right now to probably last me five years easily. Um, and I want to get every single one of them. So I think that's the whole intention of this. It's like finding something you love to do and just not letting up. You know, if you got to back off a day or two a little bit because, you know, everything's coming at you like a bullet train, that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're weakening or anything like that. What you're doing is you're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your mental, physical, and spiritual self. All these things I realized by being an entrepreneur. And it's got more pluses and minuses, folks. So I would always encourage anyone when you hear this show, obviously, from two entrepreneurs that started with nothing, you know, it it is really an amazing thing to see what creativity can do for you. And that's what you are. You're a creator. And I would think about that when you listen to the show or any of the shows, everything is about creating the environment you want in your life. Adam, um, add anything you like. Um, Obviously give out your – or your website, anything in that nature. Um, And I hope you like the show and we'd love to have you on again. But summarize anything you like, take your time, and
1: then I'll put my stuff out and we
0: will wrap today's show up, please.
1: Yeah, well, uh, thanks again for having me on. Uh, Really enjoyed talking with you about a lot of this stuff. And I think what your, your show is doing is really important. You know, you need to get this information out to people and put it in a format that everyone can enjoy and be entertained by. Yep. And uh, like I said, if anybody hears anything on here and is interested, please reach out to us. Our website is foodtherapymeals.com. Even if you have questions about our delivery, our menus, uh, nutrition, anything like that, we always are happy to talk to anybody. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming on the show again in the the near future, hopefully. Yeah, we'd love to have you on. And, you know, we can get into a lot of other things, too.
0: And, you know, as everybody knows... You know, with Adam in the family, um, you know, I like doing shows like this. It was deep enough so you get an understanding of what this gentleman's doing and where he's thinking down the road. And anybody, obviously, who lives locally, Northeast, New York City, anywhere. You know, reach out to this gentleman and get a hold of him. He gave you the information you need. If something happened where you couldn't get a hold of him, you know, you can get a hold of me through Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. I will forward. Anything to Adam if you, for some reason, couldn't get to him. And that would be an easy way. So think about those things. Um, This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I said, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Winners and Champions, Inc. You want to get in good shape, well, get in shape and then call Adam up and get some food. You know, you got a one-two combination, let me tell you. Knockout. That's what you want to do. Also, too, don't forget about um, investing in Motiv- Well, in Fiorello Barbell Company. There's a $25, 50 and $100 investment. Um, that's on our prosperity page, obviously, in FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Um, you can't go wrong. And there's a free piece to every one of them. All right? So you're going to get something with a donation free and um there's no loss in it. It's all win-win. It's all win-win. And when you're doing that, because I want to get away from working in these different companies, because one of the things that I face is I, I'm either going to be training people now again full-time, which is what we're working on locally right now, or I'll get on with somebody that I want to work with, whether it's in my genre or... Or, you know, like we're talking with food or something with a business with sleep. I don't know yet. But I want to take my talents and use them that way. I mean, right now, you got to have money coming in, so you got to do what you got to do right now. And that's the whole thing of being an entrepreneur. You're going to do the things you need to do to survive, no matter what. These are the things that when you stand in front of 10,000 people that are yelling your name and clapping for you, you know, they never saw the A through Y. They only saw the Z, the end product. And you're never finished anyways, but that's what I'm saying. You know, everybody's shouting your name and clapping for you when you're speaking to them, which is great. But it took an awful lot to get to Z. That's all I'm saying. And that's the stuff you need to think about. Um, also, too, if there is a show you'd like Adam and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at com. Um, obviously, any questions he told you how to get a hold of them. you know, if you got questions, get a hold of them. Um, I'm sure you'll get a prompt answer. and you know uh, that's the idea. We want to bring business to Adam just like everybody else who's on here. Um, and vice versa. That's the way we do it. Um, also too, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. We're also on Spotify. We're also now on Google. Podcasts, okay, and that I believe is a directory, um, and that is big news. I mean, we're getting all over the place. Obviously, for anyone that's listened, we are now. um, You can hear us in Brazil and Italy now too. So our reach is getting gigantic through Blueberry. Um, Also, too, uh, let's see. I think I mentioned all that. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid. To give somebody five words of encouragement because five words can change your life forever. And that's the thing. You don't realize the things you say to people, um, you know, you can help them or hurt them either way. And words, as I said this morning, again, words are power. You have power in how you speak. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are facing. Big stuff, simple stuff, but I'm telling you, it's big medicine. Also, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, press it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And our husa steel stone here called Domination and Blood Red, we clear-cut the path. We don't follow anyone Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave now, brother. And it's getting bigger and bigger. And Russell was going to be on this past weekend, but we've been having all these Internet, Skype issues. He will be on. Russell has been a plumber for years. He now has plunged into entrepreneurship and opened up his own plumbing firm, and I got to tell you, the guy is doing spectacular. Uh, Congratulations, man. There you go. Hard work again, vision, going out and going after it. That's what it is. Another weightlifter, you know? You got that desire. You know how to bring it everywhere else. Uh, Also, Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, winners never quit, and that's for sure. Also, too, um, my dad, be a leader, not a follower, be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, who obviously we lost two years ago to cancer. He would walk each patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day, or just say it to yourself. Keep saying it. Watch what will happen. You will literally start doing what they call, it's like a mind shift. If something's going wrong, you get off that whole thought of what's going on with you. So keep smiling, everyone. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a 100 or more of your friends that we are coming for you. And we won't knock on your door. We will blow the roof off your house. Come on in with us. Pass the show. Send the shows out to your friends. And be with us for the next 30 years. We need you. And you need us. And before I sign off with Adam, you know, I've been talking a lot about Vince Lombardi. And that was because of my dad. Um... His son wrote a great book a number of years ago. It was called What It Takes to be Number One, Vince Lombardi on Leadership. His son, Vince Lombardi Jr., wrote it. And I'm just going to read this little little piece out of here. It's called Earn Your Stripes. Leaders earn the right to lead. How? They manifest character and integrity, and they get results. Those are things that you really need to think about, because if you do – We will, like as Zig Ziglar said, we will see you at the top. Adam, it's an honor. Uh, I congratulate you with everything you've done to this point, and uh, I look forward to us doing a lot of shows in the near future, my friend.
1: Thanks, same here.
0: Okay, so for Adam Davis, this is Eric Fiorello. Remember this, life is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. No one came into the world a loser. You're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. And don't forget, too, our good friend Gareth Denyer of HCP Barbell, who's been on here. We just did our seventh volume. Here's a guy down in Texas that's graduated. Just This is one of the things he's done. 100 high school football players to Division I. This guy's incredible. He's now taking all his technique all the things that he knows, and now he's doing online services through Skype and through phone conversation. Get a hold of Gareth at hcpbarbell.com. Fill out the form. He will get a hold of you. You can also get a hold of him out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter I know of. But I imagine he's scattered everywhere on social media. So once again, Adam, Gareth, it's just You keep bringing winning people in here. So don't hesitate on contacting either of these gentlemen. And everybody, have a great week. We will talk to you soon. So for Adam Davis, this is Eric Fiorello. Remember, there's nothing you can't do. All you got to do is want and go after it. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll see you next time.